0: Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM.
1: If you have your Bibles, um, go with me to Isaiah 40. We're still talking about dreams. Dreaming Kingdom Dreams. So if you have your Bibles, um, you all can go get some Bibles. <laughs> um, one of y'all can okay. get. Them. Thank you. Isaiah 40. Go over to Isaiah 40. <clears throat> Isaiah 40. We're, we're talking uh, about dreams and, and we have a couple more um, focus on dreams and then we'll move on. Um, Isaiah 40 and let's look at verse 31. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the anointing. It is the anointing that makes preaching and teaching easy. I thank you that without you, I am nothing, but with you, I am somebody. Holy spirit. <clears throat> think through my mind, speak to my lips together. You and I will accomplish the will of the father, the will of Jesus. I thank you, you've come to, send, to to glorify Jesus. So Holy Spirit, help me to glorify Jesus in the things that I say, the things that I am doing for your glory. Help me to produce works that will endure Jesus's fire. Thank you. Help me to maximize my reward for your glory as we deal with this subject of dreams and dreaming for God. And and God, I pray that you will help us to magnify you by pursuing the things that you've placed in our hearts. and give your name, glory and honor in Jesus name, amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to, you know, you might have your smartphone, but just wave your Bibles in the air, just like you do care. (laughs) Um, Say, this is my Bible. I have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the word of God, the incorruptible, the imperishable word of God. And I'll never be the same in Jesus name. Amen. I learned that from an um, older pastor by the name of John Osteen. I used to look at him every single Sunday. Um, he used to come on um, BET, I think it was. And uh, I had my series as a teenager to look at different pastors and preachers on uh, on television. They used to call them televangelists. But John Osteen was one of them, and he used to do that every single Sunday. And then I started doing it when I started preaching, and then later on, Joel took it from me. No, just kidding. Um, we're, we're talking about today dreaming with contentment. Dreaming with contentment. So there is a place of in-between, the in-between, between between where you're you have your dreams, and then there's a place of the reality of your dreams. So I want to deal with in the meantime, from the time that what God has placed in your heart to the reality of those things coming to pass, what do you do in the meantime? So Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 says this. It says but they that they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And here it talks about waiting on the Lord in the meantime. In the meantime Dreaming with contentment. Uh, Many people get impatient about the fulfillment of their dreams. And we've been going hard about kingdom creatives, um, faith for your dreams, and the war over your dreams. And I I do believe that, that there is a missing ingredient sometimes, and it's called contentment. And we need to embrace those things. I once read a book by Dr. Frederick Price, and it was called, I think it's God's Will For you to prosper. And at the time, the the Lord had instructed me to go back in faith and and not to get out of it. And there was a season where I wasn't as strong in faith like I had been up to those years. And the Lord instructed me to get get in faith and not get out of it until I see the manifestation of what He's called me to. So I, I picked up this book by Dr. Frederick Price. Senior, and it was called God's, something like God's Will for, to Prosper. It was a wonderful book, talked about how he started tithing, and then he started moving from tithing to giving not only 10%, but 20%, 40%. I think at the end of his death, he was giving away 50% of his income to the kingdom of God and to, to the will of God. And so um, it was great. And then he did a chapter on contentment, and it just was profound. I got mad at the book, and I put the book down. Because I was like, man, I mean, I wanted to hear how do you reap this harvest? And he, in the middle of the, the book, he, he focused on contentment. And I was so mad at him. I put the book, I didn't pick the book up for the next two days. Because I'm like, man, you you had me and then you threw out this contentment. and, and But it, it was something that I needed. And I, I, I don't want to rep- misrepresent God and just talk about you going into your dreams and you're not. Becoming who you are called to be. The the goal is not just to fulfill your dreams. It's not to make your dreams or worship your dreams. I I don't want that to come across as if we are to just do nothing else but worship and go after our dreams. There is a a God-given ambition that God gives us as his children, and we should pursue those things, but not at the sake of being satisfied with Christ. How many know that Christ is enough? Amen. And if our dreams are never come to fruition, we are satisfied in him. Amen. That's a good place. I'm often reminded of Hebrews 11, how the saints, how they with patience, they inherit the promises. And some of them did not see the very thing that God had placed inside of them. And yet there was a contentment that they had. And the Lord, how many of the Lord is the most patient person that you can know? And we need to walk in his patience. Um, The Bible tells us in James chapter one, let patience have her perfect work in us. And one thing about God, as you should know just a little bit, if you've just been walking with the Lord just a little bit, you know that God is never in a hurry. God is never in a hurry. He says, Jesus says, I'm coming back. (laughs) It's been over 2,000 years. We're still waiting for his return. And so God is never in a hurry. Sometimes we are in a hurry. We want it now, 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 now. And God is a God that is, he's long suffering and he's a a patient person and he is patiently waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. And there are times that, that we as believers need to embrace this. And if it's God today, it'll be God tomorrow. So if God has spoken something into your spirit concerning the dreams, then those dreams may, it may be sometimes between the time of the prophetic word or the the desire, the God-given desire he's placed inside of us to the manifestation of those things. Uh, I remember being... I had to be in my early 20s and a man of God came up to me while at church after prayer in the parking lot. And he he actually, we were talking, a good friend of mine. And he began to prophesy that he says, I see you doing a work in Africa and you'll continue this work until Jesus comes. Well, the manifestation of that didn't happen to 20 years later. (laughs) So sometimes you may get a prophetic word spoken from the Lord, whether through somebody or you individually but it may be some time before the manifestation of it. And I want to deal with between the in-between time, dreaming with contentment. In the meantime, the the, the longer it takes, the better off you are. The longer it takes, I know that's not popular, but the Bible clearly says let patience have her perfect work. And so we should allow this work of patience to be, (laughs) to take hold of us. To allow patience to possess us. Do you remember when you were a kid, you wanted, you couldn't wait to become an adult, you know, and, 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 or you're off in college. You can't wait to, to finish school. And then you, you, you know, you're single. You can't wait to get married. You know, you're like, Lord, don't come. I want to be married. Then you get married. I I, I want to have kids. Then, you know, the kids come and then sleepless nights for four or five months. Then you can't wait for them to start talking. Then they start talking and they never be quiet <laughs> and they just talk, 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 talk. And then you can't wait for them to, to go to school. And then after school, they're in school and you can't wait for first grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. And then, then you can't wait for them to be a high schooler. And then you can't wait for them to get out of the house. And now you're begging them to come back to visit you. So so there's always different stages. Oh, I can't wait to get in my career, that your dream job. And you get into your dream job. And yet there is a lack of, uh, of satisfaction. Um, you get that spouse, you get those kids, you get that career, you get that money, you get that dream, and yet there still will be a dissatisfaction if you're not connected with the Lord. So in the meantime, what are we becoming? Are we, we should be becoming more like Christ. We even need to develop skills to sustain the dreams. So the dreams that God has placed in our heart in the in-between time, we could be obtaining this dream, the skills that not only do we have the, this dream, but we need the, the wisdom of God to sustain this dream, that this dream will continue on even after we're dead. And so we need those skills. In um, the meantime, we, we we could continue on loving on the Lord and his people. We, we should enjoy the journey. The destiny is not just a, a place, but the journey itself is a destiny. And so we should enjoy the trip along the way. I mean, we, we you know, it's like, oh, we can't wait. We can't wait. We can't wait to get there. You know, we, sometimes you can dream off so far into the future that you neglect the present. And so we, we need to be careful about, okay, so tomorrow you get the raise. Tomorrow you get that manifestation of that, those prayers that you've been believing God for. Then what? Then what? I, 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 you know, you get to, I get to Jed. I get, get, get what my heart desires. There needs to be still a satisfaction in Jesus regardless. So there seems to be a dichotomy between pursuing your dreams and being content in Christ. Pursuing more, more while pursuing less. Pursuing more while pursuing West less is the balance, right? And there's a temptation in complaining about something. There's always a reason to complain. These, the, just last night, um, we, we have an issue with one of the sinks upstairs, well actually, two of the sinks and, and one of the sinks, it, some, something. As you, if you have little kids, you know, there's sometimes they put things in the sink and um, and it get clogged up and you just don't know. And you get the plumber out. They're going to charge like fifteen hundred dollars just to look at it. or, or to, You know, you would try to put Drano in it, different things. And so somebody left the the, the water running in the sink and, and all of a sudden we had a shower. Uh, like a rain in our um, dining room area. And it, so water's coming out from the lights. It's coming from the walls. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I'm just, I'm tired. I'm trying to prepare, trying to pray, pray the Holy Ghost. And I'm like, oh, I want to yell at these kids. So we move everything out. We put blankets out. And, and come to find out somebody just, the water just spilled over. So I'm dumping the water out. There's a reason to complain. <laughs> and my wife's like, how you doing? <laughs> how you making out? Have you had any time for your sermon prep? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's such a great. And then, you know, it's just, you know, it's just amazing. <laughs> uh, just, just challenges, but praise God. Praise the Lord. You know, God is still good regardless of the rain in your living room. <laughs> yeah, the blankets are wet. <laughs> water. The, 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 the bathroom is soaked with water. And yet in the midst of it, I can still say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is good. God is faithful. And so you got to keep. The main thing, the main thing. So this morning, I want to jump into Philippians chapter four, and let's look at dreaming with contentment. Every Christian needs to learn how to be content. There's something going on, um, and there's always something going on, and, and we're not called to live for the next big thing. Sometimes we can get our eyes on our dreams so much that we begin to worship or idolize the dreams that God has given us. And, and we, we don't want to be, oh, I just want to be used by God. I want to bless a lot of people. And that's good. And that's a God-given desire. But we, we cannot violate uh, or override or developing contentment in the midst of it. There has to be a, 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 a definitely uh, of where you're living in the present, where you're called to embrace now. Everybody say, I'm called to embrace now. There is a such thing as you can become complacent and you can just be satisfied with whatever is happening in your life. And I'm not talking about being complacent, but at the same time, I'm talking about pursuing the thing that God has placed inside of you at the same time being content what you have. And that is a a balance that we have to have. Um, the big thing that I'm referring to, it could be the, the wedding, the graduation, the, the baby shower. You know, you know, think about for those who are, who have degrees. It's like, Oh, I can't wait to get this degree. I, I'm, I'm actually right now looking at three other, three more degrees. That's what I'm looking at. I'm saying, so what if I get these three more degrees? So what? Does it make me smarter? <laughs> you know, it, it, we have to guard against. The, the saddest, you know, it's what, what, like getting that new car. And then after you get the car, you know, it's like, wow, I got the car. <laughs> I got my dream car. Uh, I remember being single. I can't wait. One of the things I wanted is a wife who could sing. And um, and now she sings all the time. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, can we just pray? <laughs> She's getting the song of the Lord. That's nice, but man, I'm just used to pray. So we, we have to be careful. Be careful of just You know, going after what we want and neglecting what this thing, this grace call contentment. There are some who are always thinking about tomorrow and the future. Don't get me wrong. We should make plans because if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And at the same time, we should not be consumed with the future. I know I'm eternally minded, but I cannot always be thinking about eternity in the sense of, oh, when we get there, the great and the the by and by and neglect the now. What about now? What are you doing now? Who are you with now? What's going on now? Now will never be anymore. So right now. It's the time to to praise God and to focus on the Lord. So Philippians chapter four, we see the apostle Paul. This is one of his last letters to before he went to heaven. Philippians, he's and the scholars tell us that he's actually in prison when he's writing this or dictating this. And he's 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 telling this church to rejoice in the midst of his trial. And Philippians chapter four, let's look at verse 10. It says this, it says that I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. This right here, he's writing this letter to his partners. He's telling them, you know what? You, you revived your, your, your concern. You, you had a concern about me and financially and you sold again and again. Verse 11, not, not that I'm speaking of being in need, not, but for I've learned whatever situation I am I am to be content. So here Paul is rejoicing again. T- this time he's rejoicing because the saints are sowing into his ministry and, and they're happy. He's happy about it. And, and then he goes on, he, he talks about um, verse 11, that I, I'm more concerned about, I'm rejoicing, not just in fact that you responding to, to the need, but I've learned whatever situation that I found myself in to be content. He did allow his situation to determine his relationship with Christ. So whether the prayers, the prayers are, are answered or whether the dreams are fulfilled or not, you have to be satisfied in Jesus. There has to be a satisfaction in Jesus And Paul, we know from this letter that Paul was in an uncomfortable situation, been in prison, and even some who have said that he's underneath the prison in human waste, that he he is satisfied. We can see that he learned that this is indication that that he didn't have this grace called contentment prior to this situation. Um, I don't know about you, but there is a school of contentment that we all are enrolled in. And if you walk with Christ just a little bit, you're going to learn contentment whether by force or by the grace that God has given us. And we need to be in this school of contentment for the rest of our lives while dreaming the big dreams, while going after the God-given ambition, at the same time having contentment working in your heart. we need to ask, um, what is contentment? If Paul had to learn it despite his circumstances, what is contentment? Um, In the dictionary, it's it's described as an adjective. Contentment means happy or satisfied with what you have. As a verb, it means to accept or be satisfied with something and not try to have or do something better. In the Greek, it, it, it just means satisfaction. Are you satisfied with what you have and where you are? In other words, we are to learn the power of contentment. I don't think the scripture is simply saying not to strive for better, but, but we, we interpret scriptures in light of other scriptures. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17 to 24, we see Paul, it says, if, if you have the, the opportunity to, to be more, to do more, or to be set free from a situation, to pursue that opportunity. It says that in 1 Corinthians 7. So I don't believe that we should just accept the lot, the lot in life like it is. You know, you didn't know that there's sometimes people's, you know, it's, you know, I've embraced whatever it is. And at the same time, God calls us to be content while having a greater desire for more. It is possible to want to have more and be satisfied with less. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so I, I want to encourage us today. To, to to have a desire and an eyes for more, not to be complacent. I think some Christians are just complacent with their lives. You know, if, if you're working at a job, you don't like it. The wonderful thing is you live in a country that you can go and get a, a better job. You know, there, there's you can you grab some more skills and develop the skills. Unlike some other countries like Uganda, where the unemployment um, unemployment rate is 80%. You know, and and how, you know, when you get a job, I mean, it means like, hey, this don't let this job go. You know, and, and we know through Christ you can do all things and you can pursue other opportunities. But when you're in a land of opportunities, you 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 have no excuses. That says, you know what, I maybe I'm not satisfied with my money, but at the same time I can pursue and go after more. And and having that satisfaction that's in Christ. Let's go to 1 Corinthians seven. I want you to look at this. I don't want you to um, just take my word for it. First Corinthians chapter seven. We're talking talk about dreaming with contentment. Dreaming with contentment. There are times that the Lord will ask you to give up your dreams, and sometimes He just wants to know your willingness. So you say, you know what? I just I, are you willing? Uh, my dream is to have this PhD. But am I willing to give it up? And a a few years ago, I I, I put it on a back burner and says, "I'll forget about this dream. I'll forget it. I I crucify it, and I'll let it go." There are times that, if you know me a little bit, I love gospel music, Christian music, and uh, before the streaming services were out and about, um, I would buy all these uh, CDs, and um, I was actually putting these CDs in little. CD holders, cause I just need, I'm running out of space and 4,000 CDs, right? 4,000 CDs. I used to, um, skip lunch at high, in high school to buy CDs. My, my mom would give me $2 a day for lunch. And I'll take that $2 and save it at the end of the week, which was $10. And then I will wait to the following week. Cause CDs at the time were $16. <laughs> and so within two weeks I had $20. So I would sacrifice and ha- go buy my CD for twenty dollars, so that's how much I I really really enjoy music, and I remember at one point, the Lord challenged me about, "Are you willing to give them all away?" I'm like, "That's sixteen dollars. I got over four thousand CDs. <laughs> Are you willing to give it all?" I was willing to give it away, and you have to come to that place of just. You're satisfied with Christ. First Corinthians chapter seven, verse 17 through 24 says, live as you are called. Only let each person lead the life, the life that the Lord has assigned to him, to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at the time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision for neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision because keeping the commandments of, but keeping the commandments of God, each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. Now, some people will take that and says, you know what, whatever it is, it is. If you've if if diagnosed with a sickness, just stay there, you know, or if you're in poverty, just stay there. That's what some would say. Verse 21 says, were you a bond servant when called? Do not be concerned about it, but if you can gain your freedom, Avail yourself for the, of the opportunity. For he who was called in the Lord as a bondservant is a free man of the Lord. Likewise, he, was, he who was free when called is a bondservant of Christ. And then goes on and says, you are bought with a price and, and and do not become bondservants of men. So brothers, in whatever condition each was called, there let him remain with God. I, we see from this passage that there is a, 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 A understanding of contentment. And at the same time, if you have the opportunity to be free, take the opportunity. Um, If you you find yourself single, enjoy your singleness. And at the same time, if God will bless you with a spouse, take an opportunity. If you can go to school, then go. If 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 you can pursue that business, go for it. Paul is saying that he doesn't allow his circumstances to change his walk with Christ. And so we should not base our happiness. We should not base our joy on anything other than Christ himself. Is your relationship with Christ based on what's happening in your life. Whether you have friends or you don't, when the world seems to be turned against you or whether everything is going your way, when life is good, are you happy in Jesus? What about the balance when you're dealing with j- sorrow? When the, the, the lost loved one, um, you know, I love my wife with all my heart, soul, and mind. Yeah, I do. I love, um, but if she was to depart and go be with the Lord, my world is not going to fall apart. <laughs> it's easier said than done, right? But you know that if someone was to depart, we, we can't put all our, our joy and our love on. Anybody else but Christ and whether the dreams are fulfilled or not, it's okay. I, I, that satisfaction with Christ has to be my priority. Being satisfied in him, that my, my, my life and my walk, that I, I'm not going to stop praying when everything's okay. But but your walk with Jesus should not be determined by the circumstances of your life. That you won't de- walk away from the Lord. <clears throat> because you have some challenges. Paul had opportunities. You know, there's times that I had a lot of friends and there's times I had no friends, (laughs) but it's okay. Amen. There's a time that I was celebrated with my family. There was times that I was not celebrated. You know, you have to learn how to be content with the Lord. Whether people are for you or against you, that you say, yeah, I'm going to love you regardless. Mm -hmm. That if I find myself in a situation where there are challenges, I must still love him. I must still serve him. And yet I believe God for healing. And yet at the same time, I'm satisfied with Jesus. Whether the manifestation of the healing comes quicker or or later, I'm going to be satisfied with him. And that's where real Christianity is. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13. Let's go over there. Hebrews chapter 13. Well, before we do that, let's go back to Philippians 4. And then we'll go to 13. Are you getting anything out of this? Philippians chapter four, verse 12. Philippians chapter four, verse 12. We saw from verse 11, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Um, King James says, whatever state I find myself in. I mean, you you, you can find yourself in some favorable situations and some unfavorable situations, but you got to be content. You got to be steady. You got to not move. I shall not be moved from my walk with Christ. I'm going to love him even though he slays me, as Job says. I'm going to stay focused on him and I'm going to go after him. Regardless of my dreams, I'm going to make him my priority. He is my life. He is my joy. He is my glory. Come on. Amen. He is my everything. And that's that's the type of, of, you're talking about your dreams. He's more willing to fulfill that dream. Those dreams in your heart, when your heart is set upon him. Colossians says uh, we should set our affections on things which are above, who Christ, who is our life when he appears. And and we need to focus and set our love and set our adoration and set our praise on him, regardless of what's happening in our lives. That regardless if my marriage is is heaven on earth or hell on earth. I still going to do what God called me to do and love on him and, and, and pursue him and do right by my spouse, do right by my kids, do right by my job, do right by my life, my health. Come on, yeah. whatever, you know, I, I I won't complain. Glory to God. That's an old song. I won't complain in, in good times and bad times. I, I'm going to keep my eyes upon the Lord. Verse 12 says this, I know how to be brought low. And I know how to abound. And in, in every circumstance, I've learned the secret. Everybody said the secret. There's a lot of people who want to know the secret. The secret sauce for success. The secret sauce to be a millionaire. The secret sauce. There's all these other, I was looking at a video, um, a, who got a guy who spent uh, over a million dollars for a, a book. Called the the law uh, the secret laws of success by Napoleon Hill. <laughs> he spent over a million dollars off of eBay to get the secret sauce to be successful. There was a book that Napoleon Hill, if you don't know him, he wrote a book called Thinking Grow Rich, and he he actually wrote a book prior to his his success in the natural and in the book. Um, it's unedited, and he gives, I think, seven principles on how to be successful. And they said, if you get a hold of this book, if you apply them, you can be successful. And, and it was, it was, it was. You know, I was looking at that video; it's nice. But how many know that there's something greater than being successful? In the, world? I want to be successful with God. And Paul says this: I found the secret, the secret of facing plenty and hunger. Abundance and in need, he found the secret. Paul knows how to be without, and he knows how to be abound, to abound and, to, and be prosperous. Some people don't know how to do both. The balance, money comes, money goes. Friends come, friends go. Right. So, well, what do you what do you do? You, you you gotta are, are you basing basing your walk and your dreams just on what's happening? You know he 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 knew how this is the apostle Paul, the apostle Paul, the one who got the revelation, who Jesus appeared to, and an apostle, and yet he's facing poverty. <laughs> um, I, it reminds me of. Um, I was listening, um, thinking about Kennedy Hagan, and I remember being at Rhema. And, and when I was at Rhema, they used to teach about how ministry is work and how you do whatever you got to do to keep the ministry to go, continue. And how and there was times that they would pawn their wedding bands and rings to keep the ministry going. That's where I come from, that you, you got to do what you got to do to keep it Going forth, the will of God. And at the end of his life, towards the end of his life, I don't know if it's public knowledge or not, but we we'll figure out if we need to edit it. Um, Kenneth E. Hagin was struggling. The ministry was having some financial difficulties. He had just released a book. And uh, in this book, it's, it's it's called The Midas Touch. I actually had Cleavon read the book many years ago. And in this book, he challenges some of the philosophies concerning prosperity and many of the prosperity preachers at the time they actually um, he had a meeting with them and in this meeting he says you know what we need to get back preaching the basic of the gospel he said we you know I believe in prosperity it is part of our covenant but there's too much emphasis on it to the point that it's taken away from Christ. And it makes it seem like we're going after the the pockets of men instead of the souls of men. And so he challenged them. He says, I'm releasing this book and I'm going to challenge these different theologies that we have concerning prosperity. And we're going to look at the Bible. And at the and then this meeting, um, there are men and women who um, didn't like what he had to say and decided to stop supporting his ministry. And so, He would have to go and go on the road in his 80s to continue to raise money for the school and the ministry. And he actually died where the school was in the red, in the negative. This is the father of faith as we know him. And yet he was doing what he had to do to keep the ministry going. Of course, after he died, the school went into the red, the black, into the black. In other words, they were able to get back on course and was able to take care of their bills. There was one point at uh, Kenneth Copeland Ministry, they owed like, I think, $2 million. They were behind in debt, a million dollars. I think it was over a million dollars. And he was like, Lord, what do I do? But you got to do what you got to do to keep what God has given you to continue on. Amen. And so I think having that mentality that is not always, sometimes you see, People, God prospering people, but we don't know about the the years where it wasn't as prosperous. And going back to Kenneth Hagan, I've never shared this publicly, but uh, for years, about forty years, he was in ministry struggling financially. Forty years? I mean, that's a long time. Right? <laughs> forty years to be struggling financially and not, you know, you have this this message that can change the world, and you're believing God, and all it took was one meeting. Back in, in the 70s, where his ministry went from um, being not known to a national to international platform. And that was at a meeting with K- Catherine Kuhlman, who was an evangelist. She was on her deathbed and they asked her, they says, um, who do you who would you like to take over to meet your service since you're you're sick? And she says, Kenneth e. Hagan and Kenneth, K- Kenneth e. Hagan went and minister. And that's when he became an international international known minister. But for 40 years, there was a long period of time where he, was, he didn't have what it would look like success. Contentment is so important. I mean, God can throw us into promises just like that, but what are we doing in the meantime? Amen? What are we doing in the meantime? And so the Apostle Paul was facing some challenges. This contentment that Paul is talking about is that regardless of what the status in life, he had learned to be content in Christ. He knows how to have a lot and still just be as safe and happy as having little. Some people only pray when things are bad. That isn't a real relationship. A real relationship is not affected by anything from the outside. Please understand things will always go your way. I believe in the power of confession. But there are times that you have to stand when everything around you, including your dining room, is flooded with water. (laughs) And your financial situation can change just like that. But your relationship with Jesus shouldn't change just like that because you are in need of some finances. Hebrews chapter 13. I'm almost finished. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Let's look at this. Hebrews 13 verses five and six. It says this. It says, keep your life free from what? The love of money. That's what it says. And be content with what? With what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me? So here the writer of Hebrews says um, to be content. Don't, don't keep, your, keep yourself free from the love of money. or to even, We can even put in the love of our dreams. Keep ourselves free from the love of our dreams. We're not called to worship and praise our dreams. Um, what do you have? Be grateful for. We, 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 we've been saved by the sweet salvation. Think about the air that we breathe. Think about our family and our friends. Um, perhaps you have a loved one who, who went home to be with the Lord, and yet you have the memories. So thank God for the memories. Amen. Amen. We're to be content with what we have. And what is it that we have? We have the very promises of God that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. The Lord is our helper, and, and we're, there's nothing to be afraid of. You don't have to, You don't need the world to be happy. The satisfaction comes from Christ and Christ alone, that him, that he is my satisfaction, that we're happy, happy in him. Money can never satisfy us. The fulfillment of our dreams can never satisfy us. We need God to enjoy this life. Right. Amen. Enjoy. if you're going to fulfill those dreams, you're going to have those dreams fulfilled. But real happiness comes from having God in the midst of those fulfilled j- dreams. Popularity can never satisfy us Think about, you know, think about high school And how you, you have the different ones Who are popular And yet in 10 years from that, from that time We don't even know who they are Or where they are So getting involved or being part of a clique There's no satisfaction And we know that Proverbs 27 verse 20 says Death and destruction are never satisfied Neither is the human eye And so there is a a, a satisfaction that the world is looking for that will never be able to find it. Spending a million dollars of a a book about success will not produce true satisfaction. Because when you get the success, but if God is not in it, you really can't enjoy it the way you should. Philippians chapter 4, as we end, Philippians chapter 4, this is familiar scripture. Philippians 4.13 simply says this. Um, I, I can quote it, but I want you to see it with your own eyes. Philippians chapter 4, you should highlight it, underline it, memorize it. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. So this is the secret of Paul learning, has discovered from facing plenty in hunger and abundance and in need. He says, I can do all things through Christ or through him who strengthens me. So my strength comes not from what I have or don't have, but it comes from the Christ who is strengthening me, that anointed one, that the person of God manifested in the flesh, the, the, the son of man and the son of God, the, the creator, the, 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 the prince of peace. The everlasting father, the, 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 mighty miracle worker, the counselor, the wonderful counselor is from him. We can do all things through Christ. This is the secret. This is the, the source, the source. This is the secret sauce to my success in life is that I can do this. Whatever I'm facing, I can face it and have joy in the midst of it. Amen. That I, I, I can, I don't have to be moved by what I'm seeing. I can truly walk by faith regardless of what's happening. Amen. Amen. And, and this is the reason why Paul is, is able to have true contentment. Because he can do all things through Christ. Christ is the reason why true contentment Is obtainable. Paul wasn't saying we can do everything through Christ, but we can face the difficulties in life through Christ. He was specifically referring to learning how to be content. That is the the key. I can learn this contentment through Christ, that Christ is enough. He's more than enough. That whether my prayers are answered or not, I'm gonna love him the same. That I, it, I'm to be with him, to be saved and rescued from my sins, to be redeemed from the curse of the law, to be set up, to be for eternity. That is enough. That is enough. Glory to God. Learning to be about to abound and learning how to have need, learning to be hungry and filled at the same time. This is the in the context Paul was speaking of that we can do all things through Christ. What strengthens us. And two more scriptures as I leave, for, leave you. First, Corinthians, First Timothy chapter six. First Timothy chapter six. Well, actually, I'm just quoting it. It talks about godliness with contentment is great gain. Luke chapter 12. Go to Luke chapter 12. Godliness with with contentment is great gain. So as I as we are pursuing our holiness and pursuing after Christ. And having contentment, there is great gain to, to be accomplished. It is great gain to, to be holy and contentment, content at the same time. Luke chapter 2, I mean 12, excuse me. Luke chapter 12, verses 13. It says, someone in the crowd said to teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. I'm just going to skip for time's sake. It goes down. Um, let's just read it. Uh, he says, but he said to him, man who made me a judge, or arbitrator over you. And he said to them, take care, be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in what? The abundance of his possessions. My life does not consist of what I have. The abundance of my possessions. And yet I have all things. Mm. And yet it does not give me my identity. Right. Glory to God. My identity is in Christ. Amen. Here's the application as we think about these things. Dreaming with contentment. The power of contentment is only found in Christ. There is a contentment that does not, that the world knows nothing about. The world is always chasing something. As, as, as um, one generation, generation said, the, the world is chasing the bag. You know, the, the world is chasing the bacon, <laughs> but we, 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 we should be chasing Christ. Glory to God. Number two, learn the secret of contentment. Uh, pray for it and practice it. So we have, this is something that we have to learn. It is not automatically given to us, contentment. We have to learn. We have to go after it. We got to chase contentment. Go after contentment. You know what? I'm going to be content when you're in that line. It's just an opportunity in the grocery store, you know, to practice contentment. When your kid's run around, <laughs> contentment, glory to God. Uh, when, when, when co-workers are acting crazy, contentment. Boss and supervisor, contentment. You get laid off, contentment. You get the promotion, contentment. You get the marriage contentment. You get the divorce contentment. You get that life contentment. You get the death contentment. That nothing can satisfy me more than Christ. That, yes, I may be crying, but I'm crying. Maybe tears of sorrow, but I'm going to have some contentment in my tears of sorrow. Glory to God. Number three, be content with what you have. Lord, I let me thank you. You know, I've often used this. You may have. Um, ten fingers and one is one is hurting. So don't complain about the one that's hurting. Thank God for the nine that's working. Father, I thank you for the nine that I have. God, I may not have enough. I, you know, I may have just what I have. Lord, I thank you. I praise you and I give your name, glory and honor for what I do have. And the next one is to be rich in God. Lord, I want to be wealthy in God. I want to be wealthy in your word and wealthy in prayer. And and I want to walk with you, be rich in God. And last, if you have an opportunity to change things, do so. If you have the opportunity to change some things, do so. Amen. So dreaming with contentment, that's what I want to leave with you. To learning how to be content. Whatever whatever is happening, I'm going to be content. Amen. I hope I bless you this morning. I hope you were encouraged to to continue on in the Lord, despite whatever is happening. God wants you to fulfill your dreams, but above that, He wants you to have contentment. Amen. You, there's a way that you can. I don't, I'm not saying to be compl- um, complacent with your with everything and just like you know whatever it be it will be. No, I'm not saying having that attitude. But in the midst of the reality of the dreams and the reality. In the the meantime, you're learning how to be content, you're getting the wisdom, you're getting the skills that are necessary to sustain the dreams that God is going to fulfill in your life. That, hey, you know what, I want this dream to be a blessing and not a curse. Sometimes things can be a blessing and or a curse. Social social media can be a blessing and a curse. Streaming services, music wise, can be a blessing and a curse. I don't know about you, but sometimes you like, what do I listen to? I got millions. I mean, I dreamed of this day, <laughs> but what do I do? Like, it's, it's so much music. I could spend the rest of my life listening to music 24-7 and not even scratch the surface. So, so there, I mean, now we, you know, back in my day, we had to go buy CDs. <laughs> and before CDs, I had to buy the cassettes. I, I, let me go get this cassette. Oh, I, you know, because it was $10. So I would, I would spend, save my $10 a week and go buy the cassette. <laughs> I would leave school on Friday night, a Friday after, afternoon, and walk all across town, about 30 minutes away, to go get a cassette. Because my favorite gospel artist, Commission and the Winans, came out with something. I was like, I got the cassette. And I would wear that cassette out. I, pray, I will pray over my cassettes. Lord, don't let them break. You know, this cost me $10 a whole week of not eating the lunch food. <laughs> now I have uh, pay what, what? Four, four, $4.99, $5.99, $7.99 for streaming Spotify. And I just got access to everything that's out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I go in there like, what do I listen to? Uh, you know, and I got Alexa. I said, like, Alexa, play Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. You listen to her. I was like, okay. There's, it's just no satisfaction. <laughs> I was happy with the cassette because <laughs> I spent money on it. I'm spending money on the streamer. But I'm like, man, it's just it just goes on and on forever. And, and, and then sometimes Alexa, picks up songs. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, that's not what I'm talking about. forget about it. <laughs> and I forgot I got a filter blocking explicit songs on the thing for the kids. Like, play this. Oh, no, we can't. <laughs> but anyway, praise the Lord. <laughs> Satisfaction with Christ. Contentment with Christ. Dreaming with contentment. Being satisfied that I'm going to love him. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to go after him. And at the same time, I'm going to pursue those things. But he gives me the wisdom. He paces me. I do not get overwhelmed. I'm not trying to get somewhere overnight. But the longer it takes, the more he's able to work some patience at me, the more he's able to build my character, give me the wisdom and the skills to sustain the dreams. Glory to God. So when he blesses me with the house, I, I, I can, I can do some things with it and I can have some wisdom with it. You know, I remember being in an apartment and, oh, a condo and like, oh man, I can't wait to get my house. And you get the house, then you got what? Taxes. You pay off the house, then you gotta pay the taxes of the houses. And then you gotta make sure the grass is cut. And you got to make sure when it's water coming out of place, like, why is this happening to me? Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The dryer is not working right. Up. I, I mean, the wash it's always something going on. But you get an opportunity to thank God. You get one thing, pay off. You pay off your car and then your car break down. You're like, wait a minute. What happened, Lord? But you worship God. Say, Lord, thank you, Lord, that you give me the ability to pay off everything. Right? Amen. Glory to God. So be satisfied and content in Christ today as you pursue the dreams that God has placed in your heart. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this wonderful opportunity. Father, may your people be encouraged and strengthened as we go after the dreams that you've placed in our hearts. May there be contentment. May we learn the secret. Oh, Father, help us, Holy Spirit, to learn this. It's something that we have to learn. And so, Father, Put us in a school of contentment so that we can obtain this and, and, and this contentment can possess us, Lord, that we will be content and satisfied with Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732. 732- 324 2200, or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 1854, Perth Amboy, New Jersey 08862. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The address is partners at KingdomLivingNJ.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. Until next time, God bless you.